All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode here on the 5571 podcast. And today I actually have a special guest joining me today. Um, he's a longtime listener and chatter in the Five Fire Speculation Sunday, where we first met the mysterious but bougie Jar Jar Bougie, who will still remain anonymous and is going to be continued to be called Jar Jar Bougie <laughs> throughout this episode. So the man of mystery remains a mystery so how you doing jar jar hi danny i'm doing great <laughs> thanks for the uh thanks for the great introduction it makes me sound like i should be in the witness protection program or something but um, <laughs> uh, i'm certainly honored to be on your podcast <laughs> well i'm glad to have you uh, uh jar jar bougie and i uh, connected off the offline as well and it's been uh great getting to know him he's super knowledgeable about uh, all things theme parks and especially Disney. Uh, so I felt like he would be a perfect guest to have on the show, uh, especially discussing what we're going to be discussing today for our Main Street topic. But I wanted to take a quick brief moment before we get started to make sure uh, to let you guys know uh, that the podcast has been doing really, really well uh, ever since we transitioned to this new format um, and wanted to thank everyone for listening uh, and for leaving feedback and subscribing and all that thing, all those things. So I really, really appreciate it and just wanted to take a moment to, to thank you on that. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. There's more episodes. Uh, we're going to be releasing episodes every week on Monday, uh, just as we have moving forward throughout the new year. And there's a lot of stuff coming. So there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about and break down. But this is going to be our last episode where we discuss kind of the fun things because as you know january is going to start getting hectic with lunar new year festival we got peanut celebration at knots we got the opening of the disney 100 celebration brand new ride so lots of things come in to discuss so the episodes will mainly be focused on those content uh moving forward but let's go ahead and run right into the 5571 news segment starting first um with some closures and changes um, and coming fast and sort of, uh, I felt like a surprise, at least for me anyway. I don't know about you, Jar Jar, but the Disney Home Store and the Wonderground Gallery Store locations in downtown Disney will actually close on Monday. So today, if you're listening to this episode on the first day that it comes out, um, on January 9th uh, for some structural changes. Um, and they're been some preliminary information that they're set to reopen sometime in early summer. Um, now, the original rumors came out that um, both locations would close. And, and I guess as we know them now um, in their current format, so like the way Disney Home is laid out now, um, taking up a former you know D Street location and other locations that have been there. And then the way the Wonderground Gallery is now, um, it's no... It's no stranger that they're very small locations, especially for the, the, the popularity that they bring. <laughs> um, but as they are now, they are closing permanently um, in their own in their format now. Um, but there's going to be some structural changes and, and what those are. It's not really all that clear yet. Um, there's been some rumors saying that um, the Disney Home Store will absorb the, the next door uh, Wonderground Gallery location and make um, one larger Disney home store, as this is really, really popular, this this store with a lot of guests. Um, and, and the store is very small, so um, it would definitely benefit from having that extra space. Um, but then that leaves the Wonderground Gallery. Where's that supposed to go? Um, so there's also been rumors about that potentially relocating to the 
kind of store-ish location that they have set up at the ESPN zone. We saw more recently um, Magic Band Plus having a little pop-up store there when that first launched. We also saw before that the um, kind of history of jazz exhibit they had for Celebrate Soulfully with uh, the movie Soul from um, Disney Pixar. And then um, prior to that, there was like some Mickey 90th stuff in there and, uh, you know, the, the whole pop-up exhibit that was there before. But uh, Jar Jar Bougie, do you ever find yourself at any of these locations in downtown Disney? Well, I do, especially the Wonderground Gallery. And um, I mean, that's going to be a bummer if that's gone for too long. Um, it seems like that ESPN stores could be quite larger. So that would be a good thing, I'm sure, for you know fans that like to go in there and buy art, which I know I do. I was going to say, you're, you're a connoisseur of all things Disney art. So you for would sure. definitely be affected by this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that would be some welcome news. And then, you know, when I think about the home store, I think, you know, like the pet section alone could probably be even bigger, right? That's a really popular area. So I could see it absorbing that spot and uh, being really good. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought that up because um, the rumor that sort of talked about this location potentially moving to ESPN Zone kind of talked about that space being utilized uh, for additional shopping. And it kind of harkens back. I know Mice Chat um, posted an article talking Talking about this speculation. Um, and, And I was also talking to Peter from Ordinary Adventures about it as well, too. But sort of turning the ESPN zone into um a uh, like a marketplace kind of feel the way that we see marketplace co-op exist in disney springs now this for those that don't know that haven't been there um it's kind of like a large building that has a bunch of like pop-up shops inside of it so it's kind of like an open warehouse kind of feel um and then has a bunch of different shops inside so kind of similar to the anaheim packing house if you've been there um, a very similar vibe. Um, and, and in fact, in Marketplace Co-op, you mentioned the, the pet section of the Disney Home Store. Disney Tales, which is their product line for all things pets, actually has its own little spot, own little mini store in the Marketplace Co-op, as mm-hmm. well as uh, D Street and uh, like a technology store that sells um, the customized phone cases and things like that. Um, and then, of course, uh Wonderground Gallery sort of has a, a location in their marketplace co-op as well. So I feel like it'd be a great use of that space if they could utilize a majority of the the downstairs stair space in that building. I don't know if they need to use both stories, but uh, what would you think that that would be more popular, especially with the changes coming to that direction over there? Or? Yeah, I mean, I think so. And I think, you know, to me, the Wonderground Gallery right now, I think it is too small. Um, I agree. Yeah, and I think expanding these things out would would be great. Would be great, and you know, in the home store. I mean, I, I don't go into the home store a lot, and particularly because it's so crowded all the time. So I think expanding that out would would be really good for people that are fans of that store. Exactly. Yeah. No, sure. I, I agree. But yeah, I just wanted to clarify before we move on to the next sub- subject in the news. Um, these are. Um, All we know is that they're closing on Monday. So we don't know that any of these changes are happening and we don't know um, if any of these stores are uh, returning. It sounds like they are, um, but all we know is that they're closing and it's maybe potentially a temporary close um, starting January 9th, which is Monday. um, And then first reports um, coming back saying that they're going to reopen sometime in early summer. So um there's been, like I said, Mice Chat reported on it, Laughing Place reported on it. I had a couple users uh, reach out to me on Twitter uh, 
telling me that they had heard of different times. So I just wanted to share that with you on that. But another piece of exciting news that I'm uh, personally really excited about is Run Disney. Uh, so we've been waiting five years for Run Disney to return to the Disneyland Resort. Um, and it's finally doing that in 2024. Uh, we knew it was going to because of the announcements at D23 Expo, but we didn't know in what capacity. Well, we finally found out because they Run Disney announced its slate of races for 2024. And on that slate was the Disneyland Half Marathon Weekend, which is going to be January 11th through January 14th, 2024. And the weekend will again feature a 5K, a 10K, and a half marathon. And it's also going to have the 10 or the the challenge as well, which which consists of you completing the 10K and the half marathon in one weekend to get not only both of those medals, but then the challenge medal. Um, and so that's all taking place that weekend. Registration actually begins next month. So on February 14th. And this is the first race at Disneyland in five years. So you best believe this race and all the races that weekend are going to fill up the 5K going first and then the 10K and the half, uh, and the challenge. You have to register for all of them. Um, I will let you guys know, run Disney races are not cheap. I've done them myself, but they're a lot of fun. Um, and if you want to do your first race um, and want to prepare for it, now is the perfect time because um, you have over a year to prepare uh, for the race the following year. So definitely do it. Another additional thing they confirmed with this is um, prior to Disneyland stopping their races, they used to have the Coast to Coast Challenge Medal, which would be a really sought after thing for people that loved these run Disney events. And it would it would be you completing um, the races required on the West Coast and then the races required on the East Coast. And not only would you get all those races respective medals, but then you would get the Coast to Coast Medal, which was usually this big, impressive um, medal. The last one I can remember had like the partner statue on it. Um, and was really, really cool and sought after. Um, and Disney has a really bunch of great options for you to kind of shadow box all your medals if you want to hang those up as well, too. But uh, Jar Jar, are you uh, going to be doing any of these races? Well, probably not. But, um, you know, I'll definitely get out there and cheer on if I can. <laughs> I, I don't know. When was the last one you did, Danny? I The last one I did was in two 2000- thousand. 17 or 18 i can't remember uh i've done other races but that was the last disney one that i did uh it was the star wars um half marathon light light side because disney disneyland's was light side and disney world's was dark side yeah i mean do we know what these will be themed yet no the disneyland half marathon um since we know it's disneyland half marathon it's just going to be like a kind of a plain disney theme um but the medals themselves always have some sort of theme like some sort of character theme um, I would imagine since we're going to be kind of wrapping up the Disney 100 at that point, typically, you know, Disney likes to extend these things. Um, they'll probably do more of like an 18 month celebration. So we might see Disney 100 last a little longer than just one year. Um, right. So I could potentially see the metal being kind of incorporating Disney 100 into it a little bit, maybe. Um, but I don't know. They always do like themed themed races for it. But I'm excited to see what it's like and i'm gonna try to get my spot for that weekend so <laughs> well i'll um, definitely be there to cheer you on and, um, <laughs> you know if it's star wars theme you know maybe i will have to do it considering my, <laughs> my alias here yeah considering your alias um 
But next news brings us back to downtown Disney um, for Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. So we also got confirmation that on January 9th, this is such a crazy day coming Monday today, uh, they're also going to be um, closing Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. So a lot of us have been seeing Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen undergo its uh, complete renovation um, to its more modern kind of minimalistic look. Um, and it seemed like they were doing most of the work while staying open, but it seems now they're going to have to close um, tentatively right now from January 9th to January 16th um, to finish those parts of the renovation that are a little bit more involved and, and probably require there not being guests there. Uh, so right now, the, the cast members that work at the location mentioned that it would stay closed until the 16th, but that that was tentative and potentially could be longer depending on if there was some delays like to weather and things like that. I know we've got a lot of rain coming up. So keep that in mind. If you are planning a trip and Ralph Brennan's jazz kitchen is on your agenda, um, it may not be open when you're here. Um, so just have that on the back of your mind as potentially happening. Yeah. I mean, you know, fun fact about Jar Jar Bougie, I'm a big fan of New Orleans. So, you know, I love this restaurant and I'm curious to see what the changes are going to bring. Um, for me personally, I love sneaking into the bar and listening to the music, but um, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like when it's all said and done, Danny. Yeah, it's a very um, polarizing renovation, I would say. Of yeah. all the things they announced at down uh, for Downtown Disney, this seemed to be one that um, really brought up the vitriol with a lot of people, <laughs> either whether they hated it or liked it. Um, it definitely was giving me uh, color vibes of like, dunkin donuts uh being being hot pink and orange but uh um you know i know that disney's trying to go for a, a kind of a more bougier and nicer cleaner Nothing look for downtown disney so yeah here with that um so it's maybe going to fit their overall vibe a little better um you know it's kind of a mishmash right now since originally the the shopping system district opened up as sort of a garden um and then all the shops that were part of that original theme kind of have since changed and um really there's no there isn't a cohesive theme throughout downtown disney anymore so this is probably working towards that i would say but um on to the next news topic uh we just wanted to mention um a couple dates so we talked about it last time but i felt like it's worth bringing it up every time so people know um Starting on January 20th, of course, it's going to be the Lunar New Year Festival over at Disney California Adventure. And then over at Knott's Berry Farm, the Peanuts Celebration will start on January 28th. Uh, and the Peanuts Celebration is throughout the whole park. And it's not just limited to Camp Snoopy. Um, and it's basically going to be uh, just a huge celebration of all things Peanuts and the Peanuts characters. Uh, so if you haven't uh, seen that before, it's a great celebration kind of in between Mary Farm and the Boysenberry Festival. Um, and of course, those are all happening on the weekend of a brand new ride opening at Disneyland and Super Nintendo World soft opening starting for annual pass holders. So it's going to be a crazy time. But uh, just wanted to make sure everyone knew that Knott's Berry Farm celebration was starting that same weekend. So don't forget to include that on your schedule, if not that weekend, since it is the opening weekend of all that stuff, maybe the weekend after or sometime during the week. So which do you think, Danny, you're going to attend? Um, unfortunately, I won't probably make it to Peanuts on the first weekend. But uh, I'm definitely going to be at Disneyland for the opening uh, of Disney 100 Celebration. Um, seeing all the shows and entertainment, as well as riding Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. 
Um, and I'm hoping to get that first day of Super Nintendo World's annual pass holder previews that weekend as well. So um, if I can, if I can't, I'll have to try for another weekend. But uh, that's the goal. That's the yeah. goal. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. Funny that they're all happening at the same time. You know, these these companies, they know what they're doing. I know. It's like they're all trying to compete for that little bit of sliver of uh, of, of guests, you know, visiting their resort. But um, it's going to be exciting. And it's there's a lot of stuff happening in theme parks. So if you're a theme park fan, uh, this is just a really good time. There's a lot of yeah. things going on. <laughs> yeah, great time to be a theme park fan. Exactly, exactly. boring, for sure. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to cover for news was something that we discussed a little bit. A couple episodes ago, we talked about how many things were closing on January 9th. Uh, and now we've just added a couple more with these lo- downtown Disney locations. But I wanted to revisit one of them because we have a little bit of an update. So we mentioned that Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, um, which is an attraction inside Disneyland, um, we know it's closing on January 9th for um, a, a small refurbishment, but we didn't know exactly why. And we have a little bit more of an insight as to kind of what might be happening there. Um, and cast members did share that the uh, exhibit, which is currently right now featuring Haunted Mansion, um, is going to be changed to feature Disney 100. Um, we don't know what that's going to look like, whether it's more Disneyland focused or if it's um, more movie and animated movie focused, which is what like the Wondrous Journey fireworks show is going to be like. Um, and if we hearken back to Disneyland's 50th anniversary, they did a similar thing there where the exhibit in the front was all about Disneyland, um, including that um, that model of Disneyland that's there now, which was added back then. Um And then they also actually took over the great moments of Mr. Lincoln show. Um, As we know, there's a movie screen on the front of it uh, that's used for part of the show. And then it lifts up and reveals um, Mr. Lincoln himself who stands up and gives his speech. Um, So they, in the 50th, they actually did utilize that show for a special 50th anniversary presentation with um, some actors and and, uh, other featurettes and things like that. Um, And it was a temporary takeover of the location And then uh, once the celebration was over, the Great Moments of Mr. Lincoln attraction returned. Now, we don't know if that's happening here. All we do know is that we are getting some sort of Disney 100 exhibit in the foyer, um, but no word yet on if the show is going to be changed. So we'll have to keep an eye on that to see how it comes back and if maybe Disney shares more as we get closer to um, the celebration's kickoff. Yeah, I mean, really exciting. I remember that show quite fondly. I think, you know, as I look back on all my years of going to Disney, the 50th was probably the most exciting, at least for me. And, um, you know, I hope they just don't drape Mr. Lincoln in a purple cape um, for this (laughs) one. But uh, it should be pretty awesome. And and I think, you know, the Haunted Mansion... um, you know, retrospective is, is obviously been there, you know, prior to the pandemic, I believe. Um, so it's, it's probably time that that goes, goes away. Yeah, no, I agree. It's been there for a little bit and, um, yeah, let's hope Lincoln doesn't get, um, uh, a glittery <laughs> dripped in platinum purple robe. You're right. So <laughs> could be cool. Could be cool. yeah, but that actually leads us into, um, our main street topics that finished up our 5571 news segment, uh, for the week. We're going to now lead on to the Main Street topic. So a lot of people have been talking about how crowded Disneyland is and just how um, there is no really off day. You know, there's no way to escape the crowds and come on a less crowded day. Um, so, you know, being that someone that goes a lot to Disneyland myself, not only to 
you know, cover some things for uh, to share with you guys, but also just to go for my own enjoyment with friends, etc. Um, and then Jar Jar Bougie being someone that goes very regularly as well, too. Um, we've gotten pretty good at our favorite things to do to escape the crowds or to kind of escape the madness, I guess you could say, um, when Disneyland's a little crowded. Um, I typically can only go on weekends because of my regular job. Um, so I'm never going on a less crowded day, I guess you could say. Um, although some Saturdays are less crowded based on some times of the year because the uh, other passes are blocked out and only guests with tickets can come. But um, it's uh, it, it's like hit or miss depending on whether or not it's going to be crowded. Um, so we wanted to talk about not necessarily top five or top three, but really our top areas or things we like to do to escape the crowds and kind of unwind and and slow down to enjoy the you know the great things about Disneyland. So I'll let Jar Jar Bougie start it off with uh, one of his picks first. We can talk about that one a little bit. Okay. Well, thank you. I was very excited about this topic, Danny. And um, <laughs> you know, we got to actually go to Disneyland recently together, which was really great. Um, and um, you know, I think I'll lead right in with you know great moments with Mr. Lincoln. And it's not really just the show. Um, I mean, just the whole area, I find, you know, really just kind of, you know, quiet and magical. And uh, I remember when the electrical parade was going, I would hide back there because a lot of times when I would come in later at night, it would be going there, you know, and so I would I would sneak in there. But, um, you know, it, it's not just the show, but the lobby with the Capitol model, all the busts and the paintings, uh, you know, it's a quiet spot. And then, you know, you, of course, have the adjoining room that you spoke to with, you know, the displays. Um, and, you know, I love some of the cast members there. They bring a great, you know, energetic flair when they're announcing the, the show. And, uh, you know, the show, I think, runs, what, about, you know, 15 minutes or so. So it's a great show to, you know, get in and relax. And, you know, if you really want to get away, you can do it twice. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that, that's one of the first ones that came to mind. You know, it's still an attraction. Uh, but it's also, you know, you could sit just in the in the preview lobby and, and, and just sit in there and have a quiet moment. I agree. Yeah, I love this pick. Uh, this is one of mine, too. Um, it's so it's a great place to escape. Uh, and, and you can kind of make it a whole little um, a little moment there. You know, you can start off in the Disneyana store right next door, which features um, a great selection and rotation of, of Disney art um, that's always changing all the time. So you can go in there and see new stuff all the time. Not only that, they have sketch artists featured inside there as well. And then that's directly connected to the foyer of the Great Moments of Mr. Lincoln attraction, which in and of itself has some sort of exhibit typically rotating, um, like you mentioned, which hadn't been rotated in a while. So it'll be nice to see something new there for Disney 100. Get that large model for Disneyland. Um, and then, like you mentioned, the, the foyer of the attraction itself with the Capitol model. Uh, and yeah, the cast members there really uh, go above and beyond. They love to share history. Um, it's a very historical attraction, something that uh, was very near and dear to Walt Disney himself. So it's a, a very historical part of Disneyland. So if that's something that's interesting to you, I always recommend people do it. Um, I like the little the little tie-in or share of when you're done with the show. Um, it plays the the golden dream song that you hear in epcot so it's always like a connection of like disneyland and epcot for me in that moment you feel like you're exiting the the american adventure pavilion rather than the lincoln attraction <laughs> that is true I never yeah thought of it that way 
yeah it's always like a throw a throwback for me i'm like wait what am i exiting um and then of course there's that weird little portrait hallway too at the exit of the attraction um showcasing pre uh, predominant uh historical figures uh, as well um when, so when do you it, think was the last time that was updated danny oh god it 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 had to have been i think right after um like obama's presidency yeah, because i feel like his his picture's still up there um it's like one of the major changes i can remember and then they i know they added like michael jackson and stuff like that um shortly after he passed away um but it's been a while yeah you're right yeah. but yeah absolutely this is a great way to escape the crowds um you can always get a really good seat in the theater uh it's air conditioned so if it happens to be a hot day um or if it's a cold day, you can escape the rain and the, the cold, um, and then you can get an air conditioning if it's a hot day. So definitely uh, a great way to, you know, if you're doing all those things to kind of absorb almost an hour of time, if you know, if you're looking at everything. So that's a great way to kind of get some things done and, uh, and you know, get away from the crowds. And also, like Jar Jar was saying, if it's during a parade, even better, because you can kind of hide in there until it's all done. Definitely. Mm -hmm. What about one of yours, Danny? What's uh, what's a spot that you <laughs> like to escape, um, you know, uh, on a busy day or rainy day or hot day? Yes. Another place I like to go to escape the crowds is actually um, the Mark Twain. Um, and this one uh, is, is pretty easy to do um, because there's a lot of and this actually applies to the Columbia as well, too. Um, but I feel like the Columbia is out less than the Mark Twain is uh, just in general practice. But um, this is like a, an 18 to 20 minute uh, experience. Um, you're going around some of the best parts of Disneyland, especially when you're going to that back part. And if you can time it right with a train going at the same time, um, it's very historical. It's original to Disneyland. Um, I love being able to ride on the, the top floor of the Mark Twain if they have it open. Um, and the, my, my secret tip is to go to the back of the boat. Everyone always wants to go to the front of the boat. I always go to the back. Less people are back there. You're right by the steam pipes. You're, you're right above the wheel. So you kind of get the sound of it all and you can look behind and there's not really a lot going on. So it's just a nice way to escape. You can see the, just how crowded it is in new Orleans square as you're passing along all the lines that are intersecting for haunted mansion and for pirates of the Caribbean. You're kind of at a bird's eye view if you're up on the top. Um, just away from it all. Uh, sometimes they have characters on the boat. Sometimes they have entertainment on the boat with you too. So it's kind of like a, it's always changing kind of thing. Do you find yourself on the Mark Twain at all? Well, I love the Mark Twain. Um, I think I really love it at night. So when Fantasmic is not operating, I love the fact that you can get on there at, at night. And that was certainly when the parks reopened, something that you could do a lot. So I, I miss that because you don't get to do it right i, I, I forgot but, about that yeah so i really really enjoy it at night and um uh but yeah and then you know i i have some some family history on the mark twain i, I actually have an uncle that uh got his photo with walt disney uh on the mark twain wow and um yeah so kind of a fun personal story there but um you know it's it's a you know a beautiful piece of you know, equipment and, and, you know, I love the fact that even to this day in our, in our modern age of cameras and, you know, all these modern uh, social media platforms that people still wave on it. And, um, you know, you can either be a participant on the Mark Twain waving or, 
you know, be on, on dry land, if you will, and, and wave. And, and that's, I, I love that. And if I ever see somebody waving, I always try to wave back. So, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is definitely a, an amazing pick for escaping the crowds. Um, and it can feel sometimes crowded on the Mark Twain, depending on when you go, but you can always find a off the beaten path spot on the boat. So definitely yeah. check this out, but uh, let's head back over to you, Jar Jar, for your next tip. Um, or next location rather that you'd like to go to escape the crowds or just kind of unwind. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to take us outside Disneyland uh, and hopefully this isn't cheating, but I love Tangaroa Terrace and the lobbies of the Disney. Dang, you got one of mine too. <laughs> yeah. So I won't, I won't, I won't go off too much and maybe give you a, some, a chance to, to talk here, but you know, a couple things about Tangaroa Terrace. I, I really actually love it for breakfast um you know you can actually valet and park at the hotel for three hours and um you know i i love going in there and having breakfast there's usually a spot i like that overlooks the pool so it's almost like you kind of feel like hey i'm staying at the disneyland hotel um and you know the breakfast is pretty good um and then you know also like on a hot day if you want to drink a lot of people will wait in line uh, to get drinks, but you can actually just go up to the bar if there's a seat. So it's a great little hack, if you will, because you can go, you know, grab a seat and, um, you know, just order some food or a quick drink. And, and you know, if you want to buy a tiki mug, if the newest mug is out or whatever, you can do that as well. And then, you know, on the hotel towers, you know, I just went in there just yesterday and, you know, was looking around and, you know, the Adventure Tower has these big, beautiful black and white portraits of, Adventureland and Walt in the Tiki Room and then you know the Frontier Tower has the big model of Big Thunder and you know both these lobbies are usually really quiet and you can go in there and just you know find some time to relax you know have a drink you know look at your photos that you've taken for the day uh, and I just think they're great spots to, to sneak away to and just a short walk from the park. Yep. I, I don't think it's cheating at all. I think it's a good it's a good break. Uh, I love this pick too. Um, you can't go wrong with Tangaroa Terrace, especially for breakfast, which is the best service time, I agree, at the restaurant. And um, and people forget, too, they serve Dole Whips at this location, as well as alcoholic Dole Whips. So if you want to get your rum shots in your Dole Whip, um, which you can't get inside Disneyland, you can do that here at the Disneyland Hotel. Um, and it just gives you the vibes of like kind of being in a resort. And you don't really have to to be staying there to, to get those vibes. So I agree. That's a good place to kind of get away from the crowds for lunch or for a breakfast and maybe start your day a little bit later um, before you jump into the madness. Uh, but yes, this is this is a good one. But it leads me into one of my other ones, which is very similar. Um, and I feel like maybe a little bit easier to do, um, which is um, if you're in the parks, especially over at Disney California Adventure Park, is to escape for lunch at craftsman's bar craftsman's grill mm, uh, yeah this is probably one of my favorite things to do i literally recommend this to everyone that i know that's going for just for the day um and uh is going to california adventure and and um you know is going on a particularly crowded day um they have such amazing food offerings at both of these locations um and it really makes you feel like you've experienced you know a resort or just something that's totally different than your typical like disneyland food that's available and like waiting in line having a mobile order it's nice to be able to you know 
exit the park, exit the madness right through that hotel entrance. Um, and then just go sit down by the pool, get a cocktail, get a drink, have nachos, have pizza, but like the fancy bougie kind from Craftsman's Bar or going into Craftsman's Grill um, to get that air conditioning, get the Wi-Fi from the hotel, you know, just kind of make make your next Genie Plus selections in the, in the air conditioning, sit down and um, enjoy some of the amazing rotational menu they have going on oh, over no. at uh, Craftsman's Grill. So definitely... Um, one of my picks and for those that don't know um there's an exit uh, over for Dis- disney's grand californian hotel inside disney california adventure just across from the grizzly river run attraction uh, and this is an exclusive to hotel guests um you can exit this um this exit no matter what anytime um right inside and then the craftsman's bar and grill are literally immediately to your left as soon as you walk in from the park um craftsman's bar does require reservations but a lot of times they take walk-ups um and craftsman's grill doesn't require reservations at all it's a quick service location um you can mobile order at this location but i don't recommend it uh which sounds weird but um if you mobile order at this location all of your food gets boxed up a lot of times it gets boxed up pretty early um and it's you know smaller portions because it's boxed up and it's been sitting so um, they serve everything to you on really nice dishware um, if you order it there. So wait the, the extra five, 10 minutes and, and, and queue up inside the restaurant to place your order at the register. It's definitely worth it, especially if you're trying to get um, that pizza or that, uh, that nacho because it's going to come in the big platter rather than like all squished in a box, all soggy. So a uh, little little tip there for you if you if you are deciding to go that route. Do you ever do you ever go there or do you always just go to like Tangaroa Terrace? No, you know what? I've gone there a little bit more recently. And the other thing I was thinking too is, um, you know, at the bar area, you can catch a game sometimes. So yes, if you're a sports fan or you're that you know per- person that you're with your friends, but you care more about. Uh, I guess we're coming into basketball season. You know, the latest basketball game or whatever. Uh, you can, you know, we're in the playoffs now or soon to be for the NFL. You can sneak over there and, and watch some sports there too. And the food is really, really good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. And, um, you know, I think one that not a lot of people know about it, especially if they're not staying at the hotel. So. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So we have both talked about, uh, locations in the park and then, and also locations outside the park, uh, Jar Jar, did you have any back in the park where we can go back inside for people that maybe want to escape the madness or just unwind from their crazy day? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we've we've uh, touched base on quite a few, but one of a, a recent one for me is uh, Harbor Galley. So, you know, um, uh, we actually just went there the other night. <laughs> we did, yeah. Uh, and it's amazing. Even when it's crowded, you can seem to find a seat. So it's not necessarily so much quiet because there's, you know, a ton of foot traffic there coming from, you know, um, New Orleans Square into Galaxy's Edge or down to Splash Mountain. But um, I, I really like it. I love the Chowder Bowl. And then, you know, kind of a fun fact and that's kind of hidden is that, you know, behind there, you can kind of go behind and, you know, there's seating that's really nestled in by the bottom of the drop of of splash mountain and um you know you get a great view of the pirate ship if it's docked and um you know it's just a great way great great place to sneak away and grab some food uh you know maybe a a fountain drink if you want something and um 
it's a nice location and one that I never really went to until recently. I agree. Yeah, this is um, especially for those that just want like a fountain drink. I find myself throughout the day maybe just wanting to get like a soda. Harbor Galley is so good for that because their mobile order is fast at Harbor Galley uh, because you know they're not they're not serving up anything crazy here. It's it's mainly just soup bowls and salads stuff like that. So um, their 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 orders come out fast. So if you have a drink, um, a lot of times you can just get your drink really quickly and uh, at this location um, as well as like Coke Corner or something like that. So. This is a good spot. And I love that hidden seating, um, you know, around the corner from uh, where the Columbia docks itself. Um, it's a great location. Uh, I think they call it like, uh, it has an official name, but I always forget. Yeah, I probably called it the wrong name, but that's what I call it. <laughs> I don't Whatever. think it's Harbor right either, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, the, 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 this, the place that the ship parks has a name, but I forget. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the restaurant's called Harbor Galley, uh, but I don't know what, I, I know there's a name for it, but I forget. Um, I think it's called Something Landing, but I, like I don't remember. Maybe, you know, Bougie Corner. Yeah, <laughs> Bougie Corner. There is Pelican Landing, which is the additional seating, but I don't know what the, I forgot the name of where the boat docks. Um, but yes, and actually, um, my location uh, is one that I've been going to for a really long time. Um and somewhere that I, uh, it's kind of close actually to Harbor Galley, um, but it's somewhere I go, even if I'm not eating there, I'll still, I, I still sometimes might go out of my way to take a break here, um, you know, sit down, charge my phone, or even go out of my way to bring food from another location in the park over to this area, just because I like it so much. Uh, and that is the upstairs dining patio in the back corner of the uh, Hungry Bear restaurant. Mm. So... Um, I, I don't know what it is about that location, but you can, I mean, grant barring a few like specific times, uh, where it's like, just always packed. Like if you're going like at 12 PM on like a holiday weekend, there's not going to be any table, but for the most part, you can always find seating, um, on this location upstairs there. But the reason what makes it so cool is that you're kind of, you have a bird's eye view. You're kind of up in the trees. I guess you could say you got trees all around you. You're up in the trees. But you're also kind of like eye level with like the upper decks of the Mark Twain and you're right next to the Rivers of America. So you're sitting there enjoying your lunch, maybe just sitting down drinking water, charging your phone and the Mark Twain's going by and, you know, you're got perfect view of it right on right head on. Then immediately behind you um, is the train track. We have the train passing uh, in the same location. Uh, so you have all the vibes, all the kinetic movement of Disney. And then you have the kind of peaceful nature sounds that they've got piped in going over there as you transition into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in that corner. Um, so it's, it's definitely like a way to escape. Um, you know, you have a bathroom just downstairs if you need to use that, um, you know, on the same patio. Um, and Hungry Bear is a good restaurant. I feel like it's underrated. A lot of people uh, count it out, but uh, it's definitely a great place to dine. But this is a big time one that I frequent a lot i'll i'll get bengal barbecue and like walk it all the way over to, mm. to hungry bear wow. um, because there's no seating at bengal barbecue it's like the hardest place to get to get seating room i feel that is true yeah, yeah that's a great spot danny and i forgot actually you we went there together once yes uh, yeah, yeah it's a it's a good spot to just kind of whenever it's busy and i'm trying to like take a break to like charge my phone or like maybe pick our next lightning lane or, you know, just kind of regroup and, uh, you know, get a Coke or something and just 
relax. It's a good place to sit and do that. Uh, there's not a lot of places to do that when it's really busy. A lot of time benches are all taken, you know, people are sitting on walls. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of space everywhere. Like if, if you think about all the spaces around it, like there's really nothing that's uh, or else, or else around it in critter country, New Orleans square has like nothing besides yeah. uh, the, you know, all the crowded restaurants. So it's um, it's not always easy to find a space like that. So it's a, uh, it's one of our, uh, it's one of my favorite ones to go to. So it's a great spot. You might, you might notice some of your, listeners there now waiting for you to, to go there. <laughs> i know right i didn't think about that but i'm sharing the secrets sharing the secrets right. with everyone uh but did you have any more that you wanted to share uh with the listeners no i think you know for now those these you know we don't want to reveal too much and, yeah uh, <laughs> save it for uh, another episode save it for another <laughs> episode but yeah i think these are some good ones and you know i definitely learned you know a few from you and ones that you know i've forgotten about i mean that to me is the magic of Disneyland. You, there's so many little nicks and crannies that you can explore and go into that sometimes, you know, you forget about them. Right. So, A yeah. show you didn't experience, uh, you know, some sort of thematic element you didn't expect. I know you mentioned the other day, you, you just saw that the Emporium on Main Street has a whole upper story that yeah. like is themed to be like a second story, but you can't access it, but you know, it lives at least gives the perspective that it's there. Never had noticed it before, ever. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of things like that. If you just slow down and take a moment to see it, uh, it's great. And, and, and um, you know, all of these uh, spaces that we mentioned today are really great ways to kind of break up your day if you're just going from, like, ride to ride to ride to ride to ride. Um, especially the two locations mentioned leaving property. It's nice to kind of just leave property. Even if you aren't staying at any of these hotels, they're still available to you. And um, you kind of get the same benefit that the guests that staying at these hotels get, you know, they get to leave the hustle and bustle and go back to their nice resort hotel. That's right next to the parks um, to unwind for a little bit and then recharge and go back uh, ready to close out the night. Uh, so definitely add some of these locations. If you haven't already to your, daily schedule events for when you're going to the park um but i want to thank again jar jar bougie for joining me on this episode definitely have you back um uh, in the future to talk about disney 100 stuff or any of the multitude of things that are coming out this month and the next month yeah thank you so much danny um my first podcast so you know hopefully i uh i did okay and uh Definitely an honor. So appreciate it. Yes, yes. You absolutely did amazing. So thank you for your time and for coming on and sharing uh, your insights with us. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, if you haven't already, like I mentioned, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. Um, and if you'd like to leave feedback, I also do appreciate that as well. And if you'd like to send in um, some questions or topic ideas, you can do that. Um, I have an email address set up. So it's um, going to be podcast at the 5571.com. Again, podcast at the 5571.com. Um, send in your feedback or questions you might have, or maybe an idea you'd like us to do for a future episode. Um, but thanks again for listening, everyone. And we'll see you soon on the next episode. Bye-bye.